0: are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Hopefully you are pursuing excellence in your life, but if you're not, you have come to the right place today. Welcome to this potentially uncomfortable episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly humble host, Brad Austin. As always, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts while providing undeniable value every step of the way. Now I want to start this episode by asking you a question. Are you seeking a life of comfort? Think about that for a sec. Let me ask it another way. Are you very much satisfied with your life? Do you get up and go to the job every day, come home, get yourself dinner, Put your butt on the couch and watch Netflix for a while. Are you living a life of comfort? If you are, this show is going to challenge you. This show is going to get you thinking a little bit as to whether or not you should continue in that path. And my special guest today is going to tell you exactly why you shouldn't do all those things, how to get out of it, and how to pursue a life, a life of purpose. Right? She is a First and foremost, she made it known. and She made it clear. She is a purpose-driven entrepreneur focused on making connections and making an impact no matter where she goes. She is the founder and owner of Sea Salt and Palms Design, which is a beautifully, beautiful interior design studio. I've seen the work. It's phenomenal, right? She's also, hold on a second. (laughs) This makes sense. She's also a real estate agent with Platinum Properties in Jupiter, Florida. But no, it doesn't stop there. That's not all she's doing. All right. She owns a financial consulting business where she helps educate people on the financial realities that we aren't taught in schools. But that's not it. She does more. She's also she also owns a part time photography business. And I am stoked to welcome her to the Become Undeniable podcast. Her name is Christina Lasak, and she is here to spread undeniable value to you. Christina, how are you today, my friend?
1: Oh, thank you. That was such a nice introduction. I'm good. I'm great. I do try. (laughs) That that topic is exactly, uh, exactly what I've been, uh, faced with head on in 2022. That's for sure. So. I think we all
0: are facing it a little bit in, in, not to get political this early on, but in this economy, in this climate that we're living in, thankfully, we're both in South Florida where things are a little bit better, but people are still feeling the pain, but, um, I'm ready to dive right in my friend. I'm, I'm really ready to just let you to give you the floor with some of these questions and just let's, let's just get it going. Um, so let's start with what I just talked about in, in the, in the very brief monologue um, living a life of comfort. You know, we've talked about this extensively. You and I both uh, seem to have a lot of similarities, especially in that regard where we are purposely putting ourselves in uncomfortable circumstances on a daily basis um, it seems like we're not satisfied with just living the comfortable life uh, for whatever reason. But my first yeah. question to you, I have to ask is, is and people are gonna look at us like we're crazy, right? Well, like you guys are telling us, <laughs> you're living an uncomfortable life. aren't we aren't we supposed to be comfortable? and and you're here to tell them no, but why should people actively avoid a life of comfort?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, you know, comfort does not provide growth, it doesn't provide you service to others. You know, you're not helping your family in any way. So at the end of the day, where are we? We want peace. We want happiness. We're looking for growth. We're looking for our dreams and goals to happen. And so that is living in always, even if it's small, it could be small to large, but it's always some kind of an uncomfortable state that we're living in. And I realize when I look back, especially this year, that my whole entire life, you know, I had my challenges when I was a child, parenting with, uh, you know, being like a rebellious teenage um, teenager, just going through having a God-centered life and getting away from that. So all of those things um, took me away from like where my purpose was. And I realized that the only thing that was pushing me to further is that change is always constant. It's um, truly finding who you are, like who is your true self as quickly as you could possibly find it, whether it be at 22 or 35, the quicker you can find who your true self is, is really when your boundaries are unlimited. Um, so that requires a lot of discomfort and challenges with relationships, with friends, with, with family, with business. So you have to just put it into perspective at what your dream is. And then once you have that clear why, which is always difficult because the adversities come, um, and when those adversities come, which I've had plenty, especially the last couple of weeks, how are you going to how are you going to get how are you going to stay at a rising level? How are you going to not drift? Because it is so easy to drop down and drift. And again, I have been there, experiencing it for myself, especially the last few weeks. Um, so, how quickly can you get out of that mindset and continue, continue with your growth path? That's kind of where I'm with being uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, we're we're already getting to that. And the, the one thing that, um, you said a couple things in your answer that I, I made some notes on and, and tell me if you agree. Um, I think if, if people are living a life of comfort, generally speaking, they are, they are living for themselves mostly, right? Cause it's about my comfort. It's about how things can be easy for me. And so in my view, I could be wrong, But in my view, that kind of translates to a life of self, a life of selfishness, right? And in my opinion, they are not only cheating themselves out of that growth you just talked about, but they are also, again, my opinion, they're also cheating people around them, their family, their friends, other people they come in contact with, with the value they have to offer, because I guarantee you. Even if they don't know it, they do have value to offer. They do have a contribution to make. So you have service to people. What do you do? You agree with that?
1: You're you're so right. Because again, going back to like finding your true self, right? The quicker you can find that, because if you if you figure out this is me and this is what I do well, and then you can work off that natural ability to help somebody else, that helps with your your family life, your business life, your spiritual life, whatever it is that you you want to help someone with. If you can get, if you understand who you are and you understand, you know what, these are the challenges I had previous years or in my childhood or growing up or whatever it is, you can, you can focus on those, get to the root of the problem and then move on to help somebody else. So like, that's kind of where, where I am is connecting with people as quickly as possible. And that's one thing I really, I think that's like a more of a natural gift to me, but really honing in on that especially this year and going into different cities around the country and connecting with professionals to young people to a 100-year-old lady that I met last week how quickly can you connect with them and get their story and you're bringing service to them and they're bringing service to yourself as well like it's value on both both ends so yeah that comfort thing is not you're not providing good value to anyone when you're sitting in a comfort state because I don't even know how to explain that because I never am comfortable.
0: <laughs> it's the, com- I, I think comfort is toxic, man. Comfort it's, is, it as is toxic. I, it, it's toxic, especially if you're on the, the business entrepreneurial side of things. You know what I mean? Now sure. and I, we may be talking to people who aren't in business, aren't an entrepreneur, they work a job or whatever, and that's fine. But how does, I, I mean, how can someone, how does, how, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. how does someone come to the realization that they are living a life of comfort? What, what do you, I mean, how, how would someone stop and realize, or if they're listening to this right now, what can they do right now to, to test themselves maybe and come to the conclusion whether or not they're living a life of comfort?
1: Hmm. There's like so many, so many avenues to that. Um, let's begin by like just your own family member, right? Cause you'll see families that are completely comfortable. they, don't get deep. They don't they walk on eggshells. And you might be the person that's saying you know what, this is what I'm observing. Um, If you want to grow, then you actually have to get out of this environment. Only if you want to though, because if you are comfortable, and you like being that way, there's not one person that can try to make you change. I've done that. I have a 22 year old son, right? So I've tried to make him change. And that didn't Mm. work. He had third people third party people associations and a different environment that he came to realize, like, you know what, I could have a much better life. So it's like that self-realization of, I don't know if I really enjoy this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's really up to you at the end of the day, if you want to get out of that comfort zone. Cause I see plenty of people in the world, like you said, right. That they're, they're fine living however they live and they don't want to get better. And there's nothing you could do to make them get out of that zone maybe like offer a book. Like I do that all the time, sharing a podcast, offering a book. Um, and you know what, months later, they might come back to me. You might not see any kind of result initially, but this morning I have somebody saying, you know what, I love the book that you just share with me. I'm reading it right now. And I love it. But those are the things like you don't even realize if you're actually helping someone get out of their comfort zone until months later. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know if I answered your question right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and I think you're going to, I think you're going to pile it on a little bit a second. Let's let's, Let's talk about your son, because I think that's a that's a, um, a, a, a something easy for people to relate to, whether it's yeah. their son or a family member or what have you. We all have those family members who are just, you know, way out there, black sheep, blah, blah you know, whatever. Yeah. But tell me really quickly, how did since it's close to you, how did your son I mean, how did your son come to realize that he was not living a great life? And, and how did, because I mean, you don't hear that very often. It doesn't, it, it, they, sometimes they go and it takes them forever to come back, but he's young. So how did he, how did he come to realize that he wasn't going down a productive path?
1: Uh, I'm going to just take you back a little bit. So okay. literally he is, he is 22 years old and I had six years from the time he was 14 until, you know, up to this last year, it was a lot of tough love, a lot of tough love, a lot of arguing, a lot of tough love, a lot of what typical Teenage parents obviously go through. And um, I didn't have a problem speaking what I thought was correct. And yes, could I have done stuff different? Yeah, for, for sure. Always, but it was, yeah. yeah, for sure. So you look back, and I have two other girls that are 14 and 16, but you look back and you kind of change and shift a pattern of the way that you're going to parent. Um, so learning lessons. But for him, it was literally introducing him to the right people that, you know, a different kind of association, a different environment that I never ever thought he would even be interested in. I just said, you know what? Maybe you should meet these people. Let's just see what happens. Never in a million years did I expect from February until we're in mid-October now that this kid would change like 360. So God answers prayers. Um, I prayed for six years that he would have a change. I never could actually see it. It might be like a small little smidgen of something, and then it would go back to the way it was. So God answers prayers for sure. And that was like a divine connection I had. That's a different story again. Divine connection of like God telling me I answered your prayers. Um, So, you know, for him, it was environment. For him, it was an association and seeing a totally different life that none of us have actually seen. And these people that are real and genuine and God-centered and they have great culture. That's what he saw, thank God, and was open to learning more about it.
0: Okay, so you're saying that he was, let's just, again, I don't, I don't know about the details. It, 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 let's just say he was possibly hanging with the wrong crowd, right? That's a common thing First that step. kids do, right? Uh-huh. Um, or had this one friend who was influential and influencing them down the wrong path. Whatever the case may be, it's, it's all one side. You just said, okay, let me, as your mom, and you're a 14-year-old, 15, 16, 17-year-old kid under my roof, I think you should meet these people. Let's go meet these people and showed him just the opposite side. Right, yeah. a different side of things. It's I'd, I'd be interesting. Do you happen? Do you happen to know? Have you guys talked about that? When when the shift happened for him, have you talked so, about what he realized or what he saw in contrast?
1: Um. So it was fourteen, fifteen, fourteen to twenty-one. He was still in the that that mindset of like self-deprecation, no accountability. That you know that kind of mindset. He was slowly getting there, but um, it was this last year that it was realizing that mindset is everything. It doesn't matter what area of life we're working on. Everything right. is mindset. Like, why do you see one person like this and then another person that's thriving? And so when it comes down to it, I've done so much reading and research and listening to so many different podcasts, all on mindset. Um, you know, everything, when you go to church, if you go to church, it is, everything is on mindset and it's about the good wisdom and being a human, being kind, and that's what I've always taught my kids. So I think he saw a lot of that in in those meetings, and he was open for more. So that's it was awesome. really, yeah.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah, it's amazing that um, it it's it's funny. I, I I just you made me think of something that um, people who. And again, my one of, one of the hopes with this show for me is to is to reach people. I mean, as a person of faith myself and you as well. I know we have that in common as well. Yeah. There are going to be people of, of the, who are listening to the show who are not people of faith, and my hope is to is to persuade them to to give God a shot, to give Christ a shot, because you really have nothing to lose. It's not going to cost you anything. It's you know what I mean. But all that to say is that how many times. In, in 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 God's Word, does He talk about wisdom? It's it's just it seems like it's every other book He's talking about For wisdom, sure. and, that, and it finally just knocked me over the head one day as I was reading. And I'm like, man, every time I turn around, I'm reading something about wisdom. It's like maybe I should try to be more wise.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that is like the best book to read is the Bible, and um, you know, I'll admit that I haven't been diving in, but I have been lately, and right now it's the Book of James. You know, we're, we're oh talking my gosh. about that right now. And it's just short and very sweet and extremely to the point of everyday life, which I absolutely love.
0: And Um, how you should live and why, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And it's so interesting because I literally have, I go like forward in a devotionals because it is, it's really speaking to me right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's continue on this mindset path because you mentioned it a few times. I, I, I get a, get this feeling it's somewhat important to you. <laughs> very, um, very
1: important to the point where my kids are like, "Mom, that's all you talk about is mindset. Stop talking about mindset." But it I mean, is everything.
0: You don't. That's what I'm saying. It it controls your path. It controls yeah. where you're going to, where you're going to start, where you're going to end, who you're going to meet, the type of people you're going to meet. Right, the yeah, value you're going, yeah, everything. Right? So, all right. So you you talked about developing not just a positive mindset. Now, I, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I'm I'm kind of over this positive mindset, positive thinking crap that I've heard for years and years and years. Right in the yeah. entrepreneurial space, you just hear that over and over again. But that's not enough, right? Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. it's not enough. Um. But you talked to me in our interview about. Not just a positive mindset, but a purposeful, adversity ready mindset. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what it, what it, I mean, I know what that means, but how did you develop, how did you develop that mindset for yourself? First um,
1: truly, life events. You know, I've been through divorce, I've been through my husband, you know, going through a really tough car accident and our lives were kind of stopped. Um, I've been through job changes, you know, business people, all kinds of things, right? It just keeps coming at you. But like when you go back and you evaluate those situations, I always take an event and when it's over, you evaluate and say, what was good and what was bad and what did you learn? And so then you think like, how can I help somebody else and be purposeful in that living? Whatever it is, it's always finding a lesson and then being able to share that and being purposeful, meaning like just just truly being human. that that is all at the end of the day i just want to be human i want to value others i want to serve others um and as much information as i have gained in the 51 years that i've lived um i'm happy to share i'm an open book to whatever you want to ask happy to connect so like purposeful living is is that to me and then adversity oh go ahead
0: no no please you you finish
1: just the adversity part right that that just keeps coming at you every single day there's adversity and especially again these this last year has been filled with adversity on all my entire circle of life right so Mm -hmm. you you have to look at like what is the center what is what is the center and it's always like going back to god And and i got away from that in my 20s because i was it was pushed down my throat constantly from the time I was little until I went to college. So I kind of got away from it. But at the end of the day, like that is where my hope comes. That's where the center is. Um, So that adversity is like you're fighting it every single day. And as hard as it is, you have to keep pushing through every I mean, it's like excruciating painful some days, right? Like they say depression is painful. It is some days excruciating painful. So you have to keep pushing and you have to be around the right people and you have mentors and coaches that are helping you through it. And you have to understand that around that corner, when we're having all those um, adversity issues coming at us, that there is something good around the corner and that's happened every single time.
0: So first um, I know we didn't talk about this previously on, uh, in our interview, but, but you're not allowed to lie on this show. Okay. You're You're not allowed to lie on this show. Right There's no way you are 51 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've lived a very full life. That is for sure. So,
0: There's no way. Uh, well,
1: <laughs>
0: you look great. If you, if you aren't lying and you are 51. Phenomenal. Um, so, so, okay. So I guess just to circle back on the mindset thing, because again, one of the things I w- I really like to do on this show is I really, I, I never want people to, leave an episode and say to themselves, yeah, I didn't really get much out of that and everything else. Mm -hmm. So let's peel back that layer and, or, or confirm this. So it's like, it sounds like you just instituted the practice of maybe like stopping for a second to breathe and kind of like essentially debriefing after a tough circumstance, right? You've pushed through, you got it. And so you, you, it sounds like you, you made it a practice to stop and reflect on what just happened and extract takeaways. Is that is that accurate? Hundred
1: percent accurate. That's exactly. Okay. And I didn't realize that I did that my whole entire life until you actually sit and you think like, I actually do do that. So whether it be something as small as like a, a little tiny thing, you're still evaluating and you're learning a lesson. So like a lot of times you think you're failing, failing, but it's really a huge learning lesson, and it's failing forward. Um, you're moving the you're moving like the ball down the line to better and understanding your purpose even more.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like what people don't understand is that, you know, that makes, that makes sense. That actually makes sense because like me, I can be honest with you. If if I didn't, if I didn't have my wife, I probably wouldn't do that debriefing and that conversation enough after a tough circumstance, because I'm the guy that just, I'm good. I can move on. Like Uh, I can, I can compartmentalize, leave it behind and move on. Okay. Um, but she makes me reflect and we talk about things. And so, which is, which is good because exactly. that's where the lessons come in. Right. So For sure. I think, um, I, my follow-up question to you was, you know, what can others do to develop that mindset? And it seems like you've kind of already answered that. Um, okay. but I, I guess the segmentation here is basically, if you're going to be purposeful in, 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 in taking that time to figure out what just happened after a bad circumstance. I mean, it could be something as simple as you had an argument with a friend yeah. right over what yeah. it is. Now, most people would probably take the mindset of, okay, well I'm right. Right. Subconsciously they are right. And that's why the fight is because the other person th- thinks they're right. Yeah. But how, how, how empowering is it to stop yourself and say, what if I'm not right? So
1: that, again, that's like a that's been a huge thing the last few weeks. Like, you know, with with your spouse, for instance, right? So I always, if we bring up any kind of subject, I always have to say, you know what? It's actually my fault that I didn't do A, B, or C, right? Um, and so when someone is saying, you know, you're attacking me, it's not actually attacking; it's just addressing an observation or a factor or a truth. And you have to you have to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I actually didn't think of it that way, but um, I have no problem blaming myself on so many areas of my life that that I've tried to improve on. And every day, it's a work. It's a work in progress. With marriage, with teenage kids, with young adults, it's a work in progress.
0: Yeah. So I just I want to ask you something else. So how do? I, it's funny. I, I talked with another guest about this um, actually yesterday, but uh, you know we live. From what I can see, all right, we we live in a society where, um, boy, everybody is afraid to to engage in in confrontation, and they they actually think that even the smallest inkling of disagreement is confrontation, and that's not the case in my view. It's like, I, I mean, I would love your thoughts. How can people? Because I'm sure you had to deal with it. I've had to deal with it. How do? How can people? bring themselves or train themselves to be comfortable with confrontation. So to where it's not something to avoid.
1: That's funny that you just said that because I had the same, I had this exact conversation last night. Um, so it depends on that person, right? The confrontation, if somebody thinks it's confrontation, it depends on how you're viewing it. Um, if I'm, it's not, if I'm talking to you and I'm asking a lot of questions it's not confrontation. It's just trying to understand your point of view. And I'm trying to understand like, how do I fit this in and be able to explain this in a very simple analogy, right? So like confrontation, like you just said, it's not confront confrontation. It's just a relationship that's building and you're trying to communicate together with each other to be able to understand and grow together. So if you're if you're having a conversation and it's just really one-sided and you're not getting the information that you need back, naturally I will be curious and ask questions. If I don't ask questions, then it means I'm really not that interested. So like you said, it, they think it's confrontation, but it really isn't confrontation. It's really like building your relationship and trying to connect together so you can work on whatever path that you're working on, whether that be a marriage or friendship, you know, you're you're relationship with your kids. You're just asking questions because you care and you want to learn more about whatever it is that they're feeling.
0: Yeah. So what about in the circumstance that that's, um, that's actually, you, you know, it's a confrontation. There was a wrong done by one mm-hmm. side or the other. Um, and, and you know that this, there's no way around it. You have to talk to that person about it. You have to confront them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, any suggestions on, cause I mean, Again, people avoid it, and that's where the that's that's where the the conflict becomes worse, right? Yeah. Or sure. the the, adds up. the anger adds up. But the resentment starts to creep in. Whatever. The, if you want to avoid all that stuff, save the friendship or save the business relationship or whatever else. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to be the one who who initiates that conversation, as uncomfortable as it may be. And since we're talking about being uncomfortable, right? How do people, how do you, how would you suggest people approach that type of confrontation that you know is there? So for
1: me, I mean, just, I can only talk from experience, right? So for me, I love one-on-one. I don't, if I'm having an issue with somebody, I prefer the one-on-one. And um, that's changed over the last few years with COVID and everything that people don't like the one-on-one where I Don't ever have a problem initiating the conversation. And it's the way that you speak, right? The words matter on how you're going to approach the subject and how you address it or start the conversation. So for me, that's one-on-one and really, truly, like that is my personality just to actually jump in and ask and um, deal with whatever the situation is. And you're right. just If time builds up and it's going longer than it should, there is so much you can feel the anger and the blame and, and the resentment. So the quicker that you can actually get to that confrontation, it just becomes so much more easy to deal with.
0: Yeah. And one thing that's worked for me um, is even though, you know, you're a leader in your companies um, you know, I'm a founder as well in, in in a tech company. And one of the things that I have found that works really, really well, is to lead in, lead in with, with, um, uh, with, with taking the heat, right. With taking the fault. Even if it, even if I know for sure it's not mine, if you lead in yes. saying with, with, um, you know, saying, Hey man, I, I'm not sure I'm, I think I screwed up. Right. Those words bring the walls down. Right. It Absolutely. lets that person know, right. And subconsciously that, You know, he's admitting fault. He's coming to me to resolve. And therefore, it also puts it on them that if they jump on you and they hack on you and they tear you down even more after that, that just makes them an ass. Right? Right. So,
1: (laughs) I mean, I dealt with that situation too, exactly. Like, exactly what you just said. This was like two weeks ago. So, it is really like all the conversations that you're having and the key words that are just like highlighting in my brain. I've used all those words in the last few weeks, especially. So really yeah. interesting conversation. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then, and then also gives the opportunity to the other person, right? Hey man, I, I think I screwed up, bro. I, I don't know I don't know what happened, but I, I I'm I'm okay taking responsibility for it, whatever the case may be. And that gives the opportunity to the per, for the other person to say, No, 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 Brad, I screwed up. I actually right. screwed up.
1: Right. You're right. Okay. And then there's okay.
0: grace on both right. sides, and everybody's right. heads are cool. And now you can focus on the problem and the resolution to the problem.
1: For sure. So if you set it up correctly, then yeah, it just feels better for the other person, for sure. Yeah,
0: you go in yeah. guns blazing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's an outcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not going to be very pretty, right? Oh, goodness, man. But again, these are these these stupid little communication tricks. It, it's amazing to me how many people do not know use this it. stuff and right. they don't use it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're like, absolutely right.
0: This and- like, go ahead, please.
1: And, I mean, just even, like, going after that, like, even after we have the conversation, then it's, like, okay, let me just share whatever it is that you want to share. Like, let me just show you, like, an explanation, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a quote from someone, uh, whether whatever example, it's, like, that kind of helps along, too, just to kind of confirm, like, whatever your issue was, it just solidifies, like, this is, like, the why of whatever happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, this need, this, man, we suffer, like... I, personal opinion, again, this in our, in our country, we are, I think we're suffering from an epidemic of this, this inherent need to be right. Yeah. Like, no one wants to be wrong, which means no one wants to take responsibility. Right. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've gone to my, my team and I've said, Hey guys, I screwed up. You know what I mean? Right. Or I, I, I took the heat. I took the responsibility and it just, it shortens the amount of time that the issue is, is alive. It yeah. just totally shortens it hundred percent. And so, you know what?
1: It's, you as a leader, it just helps people realize that you're actually human and you realize that I'm a leader, but I actually do have faults and I'm willing to admit that. Yeah. And you are trying to influence them or inspire them that it's okay to make mistakes and we can move on from there and we'll learn from that mistake. So that's a, that's a huge that's a huge part of what, what, you know, I just had experience two weeks ago, exactly with like a, a job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm, so w- what I, you're a CEO. So you, you have no faults, you have no mistakes. Right. You you don't, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, come on, your title doesn't give you that, um, right. that superpower, I should say. Uh, yeah. So man, that, that, that's awesome. So let's, let's shift here for a second here. Um, I know in our interview before you talked about, you talked about placing yourself in the right environments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as as uncomfortable as they may be. Um, quite honestly, I I can't recall a time where I've ever heard somebody throw that out there. Okay. So I'm curious as to what you mean by that.
1: Um, I never want to be, I realize that I never want to be the, the person that knows the most in the room, right? And especially like with COVID, we haven't been around a lot of people. And um, where am I gonna learn, you know, being in a correct environment, um, one of the businesses I'm in is truly being around the right environment, the right culture that you think is is correct for you, right? And for me, that is faith, family, God-centered, helping people, having a mission, having a crusade on helping people understand like financial education, for instance, right? Um, and when you're in that environment where people are humble, people are willing to teach you, people are wanting to elevate you, that is, I know the kind of environment that I want to be in. And I don't, you don't always get that, right? You're, you're, we have like whatever situation you could be in. It could be a negative work environment. It could be that your leader doesn't really value, you know, some of the some of the things that you're saying. Um, so more than ever, especially this year, I realized that your associations and the environment your coaches, your mentors, who you who you surround yourself with, it is key to how you're going to live a purposeful life and actually make your dreams and goals happen. And again, I'm I'm, you know, I told you how old I am, but I have a lot more living to do and I'm not I'm not anywhere close to stopping and I think that's what keeps me going is I never look at that number as like an age. It's just a number. That's it. There's yeah. so much more abundant living that's still left. 100%
0: there's still so much value to provide. There's still there is still so much purpose to pursue, right? Absolutely. And, and we we don't do this to in to enrich ourselves, to um, inflate our egos or whatever. We we people like us because we are a lot alike. We we genuinely do it because we enjoy the act of su- service for others. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And we Love understand that.
0: that- Yeah. And we understand we, we will be rewarded if we just provide that upfront value. Um, So, so those, so if you could give, if you could share with the audience, one piece of, one piece of advice on like, how, how would they, I mean, how do they, how would they seek those environments? How would they choose those environments? I mean, is there like, is there like an alignment they have to, they have to discover within own mind? It's like, if I want to go down this path, this path, I better find these types of people or these types of groups or whatever. I mean, what's the logistics of that?
1: I feel like, um, your mind, like just going back to mindset, right? If you open your mind to where, whatever it is that you're dreaming or envisioning, like I really want to be here, but I don't really know how to get here. However, you already have like a vision of what that already is. Like, what is your super clear why? And once you have like a super clear why of how you want your life to look, how your, every single detail, the more clear it is, the, you have that and that's a clarity, that's a clear vision of what you have. And so you're not really sure like that middle portion, how am I gonna actually get from where I am right now to this dream? And what about all the stuff in between? So what I've learned this year especially is, and I've always, I've always been a dreamer and typically every single thing I've dreamed of in my life has happened. It might take some time, but I always work towards that dream. It's like, you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. You actually have to take the steps. And once you open up your mindset to that, I feel like the world kind of aligns with you and you're vibrating with what your, your big dream or your big thought is. And somehow that all kind of comes together. Like For instance, I met you. I always said, you know what? I might want to do some speaking one day or like be on a podcast. I had no idea who you were. And then we met. So this is like manifesting and seeing visions of what your future could look like. And somehow it just all aligns and like the frequencies happen and everything just aligns. Everything just aligns. So that's what I've experienced, especially this year, because I have been so focused on like big dreams and big goals and how to get there.
0: So give us an example. What's one of what's one of what's the purpose that you're pursuing right now? And what environment did you put yourself in to help you get there?
1: So one of my big things right now is financial education, right? So at my age, I was negative in understanding truly how money works. I know how to make money, um, but managing it and understanding how it actually works in the system and the way the government is right now and where things are going. That was I was 100 percent illiterate on all of that. So Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be even remotely interested in financials, right? That was what my husband did. I didn't take care of that. I do everything else. I can make the money, I can take care of the kids, I could be a wife, I can do all kinds of things. But that wasn't my forte. Um, And so the right person just happened to get me at the right time. And then I was open to this environment that I never ever thought that I would be in. Um, Was that your question?
0: sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. So, so the, what's the, what's the goal? What's the purpose that you're pursuing right now in the 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 financial side? Yeah. No, you're
1: fine. Yeah. The purpose really for me right now is like, I have dived so far into um, this education on financials. Right. And I realized that so many women, especially my age, you know, even from like 30 to 50, right. Especially they, every person I've talked to doesn't really understand how mm-hmm. that works. They don't understand the basics. They don't understand what to do with it. Um, most of them say, you know what? My husband deals with that. I don't know anything about that, but it is extremely empowering to whatever your fear is, whatever that thing is that you're scared to actually um, you know, come to a conclusion with and fight through. It's super empowering when you actually get there because I went from nothing to, wow, I can't believe how much I've learned That is super empowering for for any human, right? To actually take a fear, one of your biggest fears and be able to overcome that and continue growing. And then making that like a kind of a crusade and a purposeful way of living. Like I I want to help you understand. So the crusade really is like no family left behind, really understanding what is, the mission is that, no family left behind. Understanding and showing everybody how to build wealth. And then, so when I look at all the business that I do, it all kind of ties together, right? Like I want the best in everybody, whether it be photography, like I'm looking to connect with you there. Um, Whether it be your home, interior design, like I'm looking to help you connect with what's your best environment, how you live, how you want to live. And then like the financials all kind of work around that whole entire circle, especially with real estate and design. So that's kind of how I have been using it. And um, it's exciting to kind of, see like where the next steps are as I move along here.
0: Yeah. So if, if for any of you guys listening, if you have not figured it out, all right, and I'm going to sidestep here for a second, even though it's related, Uh but if you haven't figured it out, there is a, there is a reason we are not taught financial literacy in schools, right? There is a reason, right? I'm not, I'm not going down a rabbit hole. I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, there's a reason why they don't want you to learn about how to be debt free. There's a reason why they don't. I mean, they, again, I, I could, I could go on and on about that, Definitely but got a
1: long tangent on that one for sure. Right? We could
0: for sure, but it's just, it's the truth. All right. If, 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 yeah. if you don't believe me, then look back at your schooling and, and try to remember your financial literacy class. It wasn't there. Exactly. You know what I mean? So just,
1: this, this fall right now in uh, Florida, it's, we just implemented it into the school system. I know. So there's only a few states that actually have financial literacy as a class, and it's so, so important. And that's the earlier you can learn that, the more you can hold on to your money and build your 100%,
0: wealth. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and how credit works and how credit scores work and how the, you know, it Tax, is taxes. Interest. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. Again, this is a, there it's is a, a reason. <laughs> What's that?
1: It's a whole entire other area that's super interesting. And you know what the thing is, I feel like is if you can share that in the most simplest terms, because you can get super confused by it, right? With big words and not understanding the topics. And that was kind of where I was, where we had a financial advisor, we have a financial advisor, but I had no idea. I couldn't understand what he was saying. So then I just wouldn't ask because I didn't know what to ask. So if you right. don't know what you don't know, what do you ask?
0: That's right. And <laughs> a lot of times those financial advisors don't know any more than average people who've done a little research.
1: <laughs> right, right. There's, right? A lot of research. There's a lot of good and bad research for sure. Yeah.
0: Sure. Oh man. So, okay. So when you're, when you're in, let's just play something out here again. So when you're in, when you're in uncomfortable circumstances, um, in my opinion, things can go basically one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. People, People can and do either they kind of take the victim route, right? And let the circumstances kind of dominate them and take over them. Or you can take a take the road of perseverance, right? With discomfort. It's gonna be uncomfortable either way, right? For sure. It is. Um and and come out on top, hopefully, regardless, pretty much. Because if again, it's about the mindset. You will come over on top, you will get creative on how to get past it, you will do all those things. So like so, what do people have to do, like, or or what decisions do people have to make when faced with that kind of adversity or uncomfortable circumstance?
1: I think that um, you will not, if you're in a comfortable state. Like, if you're looking at one to ten, and four, five, and six is super comfortable for you, you're not really going to move. It takes you to get to like a one, very, very painful. And this circumstance, whatever it is, is actually very, very serious, right? And so when you get to that one of this is actually painful and I really need to make a decision of one or the other, that's when you actually make the decision in your head to say, I have no choice but to change because I want this or I don't want this. And so when we are living in like that comfortable zone where it's like, I can manage, it's okay, I can deal with it, I don't really need to learn this or I don't really need to change when you get to that one where you're making huge decisions for whatever it is that is when that is when you actually start building to your ten right so that's that's when you really realize like i really need to change some things i need to grow i need to figure some stuff out but people don't change when they're in that comfort zone so it has to be like an extenuating circumstance a lot of times to actually get to that point where you do have to make decisions So like, for instance, um, you know, just talking about marriage, right? Like I've been married for 18 years almost, and we have tough conversations, very tough conversations. And um, one of them is, you know, growth and connection. And that's what you're looking for in a spouse, right? You want to, you're looking for, why did you get married, right? You want a solid partnership. So Mm -hmm. when it's a lot of one-on-one meaning, one-on-one meaning I'm the one talking and the other person is not talking it gets to a point where you have to kind of come to a conclusion, like I can connect with everybody else. I can grow with everybody else, but why are we not actually connecting on a spousal level when you're the closest person to me? So those kind of conversations, and I never had that conversation with you, but those are the conversations that I've personally been having. Um, So it's like getting to that one and you ask yourself, well, if you've been listening to the same thing for 18 years, um, how did you... Why didn't you listen? And why 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 the change now? So it was go, getting to that one of a lot of discomfort to make a decision as where you want to go. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So in other words, you're you're saying you don't want to, if if you want things to stay that way, right? If you if you want that daily life to be uncomfortable, not having the conversations, not getting past anything, not progressing, then make that decision to stay there. Okay. It's yeah. not going to be fun, but it's not going to be
1: fun, it, and it could change your relationship completely. Right? It could change right. your complete life if that's what you want to do. That's really, right. honestly, your choice. Yeah, yeah
0: you're, you're going to let it happen to you, um, or you can persevere through the tough conversation to where both people are talking and making progress. Right?
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, you have you have to do that. It's it's. I mean, I, I hope I hope you guys are. I hope you guys are getting something out of this to, to at least one little thing or something that can that you haven't tried yet that you can start trying, right? Because life is about communication. Life is about conversation. If you don't know how to face, face those tough conversations and, and you want to set them aside, your life is going to be harder, right? It's going to be
1: really very, very hard. And I feel like over time, when you don't have those tough conversations, um, over time, it just builds to a lot of, you know, anger and resentment where it's even more difficult as we get right. older to actually expose and connect with people on a true level where you, that human actually feels like you actually do care about me. It's not a on the surface conversation. So that's what's super important to me is I love connecting with people. And I know that that is one of, you know, my superpowers is connecting and I just have to keep kind of using that ability and growing it to become better in my pursuit of living purposefully.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I I can't I don't even I don't even know how many shows I've done with different people about about communication in some form or another because and there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? There's a reason because you know, I, I listen to a lot of different, you know, podcasts and and I just so a lot of times with all due respect to anybody, i I, I get disappointed because the title says one thing and you spend 30, 45 minutes listening to it and you don't really get anything out of it that the title said you were going to get right, exactly. you know what I mean yeah. and I'm not the best podcast host I'm not trying to hack on anybody else but I mean my effort and my heart is to give people actionable items that they can take and apply and to become yeah. better and to and to be excellent in, in in all kinds of ways and so that's why we harp on communication because they don't teach you that in school either nah. right they just I mean
1: honestly it's like your your intention has to be in the correct place always right because people can feel when you're when you're not being your real self you can feel that immediately so whenever whatever meeting or whatever situation I'm going to it is always full of good intention and heart so i think that is so key to humans right like people can feel if you're not being genuine so right. living like unapologetically yourself unapologetically yourself is so key and either you're going to like that or they're not going to like that. And that's fine. But you are truly being yourself and you're open to who it is that um, they're talking to.
0: Yeah, but and, and also the, the chances, the chances of you being able to connect with that person and make a good impression with that person and really connect with that person, fat formulate a relationship, friendship, whatever the case may be, the chances of that increase tremendously if you walk in being of service to them. If you walk in with a giving mindset, if you walk in with not just trying to take from somebody else, but actually give value of yourself to the other person or serve them in some capacity, even for just a couple of minutes.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest thing is like serving. Like what can I do to bring value to that person? It's 100% that. And I, and I, I think you love it. We love it. We love like whatever I can offer you ask. And I promise you, I will offer the best knowledge I can and if I don't know, I'll refer you to someone that can't. So yeah, the intentions are 100%.
0: Yeah. So free free tip again for you guys listening is one thing that I do um, that I I decided a couple of years ago to just do it um, regardless of what anybody else is doing, regardless of any any other you know scripts or frameworks or whatever else. But one of the things that I do on every business phone call is because I talk to all kinds of different people from all over the world actually now. And so the one thing I, I do have an agenda on every phone call and it's not to make the sale, (laughs) right? The agenda I have that I want to accomplish it with every, every person is that I set out with the intent of trying to make that other person feel good about themselves one way or another.
1: 100%.
0: I don't go in talking about the weather I don't go right. in there you know talking about the fluff that everybody just glazes over you know what I yeah. mean I, I try to purposely make that person feel good about themselves and I find that opportunity somehow some way to do that right I can
1: I learned that from you really quickly when I first met you for sure is within a few minutes I knew that we would connect just because that was you could, that comes off that is Brad that is yeah. naturally you know yourself and um, yeah. That's exactly it is. And you walk into a conversation and it's, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say.
0: Oh no, I'll take, I'll take over. Just feel free to steal that. You guys feel free to steal that in your conversations with business, friends, family, whatever it is, and try to make the other person feel good about themselves for a second. Right. You, you will conversation by conversation, make the world a better place. You know, as cliche I mean, as that may sound.
1: It's so true. I, I've had really cool conversation with people that I've not talked to and 15 years. And literally they just call me. And if there's, you know, sometimes there's like a weird, it just feels weird the first few minutes, you know, when you haven't talked to somebody for a long time, but literally every conversation I've had is just like quick connection. They're just jumping into whatever, whatever they want to ask me and whatever I want to ask them. And it just feels super natural. And it just feels really good. Like connecting with a human, we all need that. I mean, hiding in a house for a few years, it's like the worst thing that we could possibly do. So yeah. I'm all about one-on-one meetings and seeing people face to face. Like, I love that.
0: Yeah. And we're designed, we're not designed to be loners. You know what I mean? Exactly. We aren't yeah. designed to be uh, cooped up in the house and, and not, you know, communicating with people, not gathering with people, not, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's not, we, we are social beings yeah. and and that's how we were designed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, in the list of things that you do, I mean, it seems and we touched on it for a second, but it seems like it seems like you're someone that's um, that's that's pushing towards a purpose or, or a few of them, uh, quite frankly. Um, and I see uh, I see so many people that you can tell they're just not there's not really much purpose in their life. You know what yeah. I mean? Whether, and, and, you know, probably see it more with people, you know, versus people you don't know, because you can't judge people just by looking at them. um but people we know in our circle etc etc they're not they're not really pursuing any purpose um so let's talk about vision for a second and because you mentioned it earlier what like what do people need to do to establish a clear vision and purpose for their lives like what can someone who's just moping around not doing much just going to the job going home and going to the job and going home netflix and they're they're hearing this and and god willing they're saying to themselves you know what i need a purpose so yeah. what's, what's if you're one-on-one with them, what are you saying to them? What do they need to do to establish a clear vision for themselves?
1: I mean, simply asking like, what, what is your why? Like, what is important to you? What is It could be the super sim- most basic thing, but that is what is important to you. And that's what matters the most. So like establishing why, what, whether it be your kids, whether it be, you know, living in a better home, whether it be making more money, whatever it is, your why once you establish like, why am I living? Why do I want to do this? Why do I, w- maybe it's just to make people feel good, whatever whatever it is, like, it makes me happy to see a person in a new home. Whatever it is, like, it doesn't matter what it is, but as long as you have your why, and it can't be somebody else's why, it can't be living through your spouse, it has to be really, truly yours. And that, that takes some time to think about. And then, you know, I'm working right now on a vision board. Um, taking all those things whatever it is that your why is and putting it in front of you in a picture to be able to look at and say this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and when I'm in a major situation with adversity and trouble and challenges and obstacles I need to look at this and I need to be around the people that elevate me and I can't be in a toxic environments so like again that's like the most basic thing is understanding your why to get Yeah to that
0: you you just, you, you kind of touched on the follow-up that I had there, <laughs> but oh, sorry. No, it, no, 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 please don't apologize. Cause it's good. Um, so it, and, and I think you're right because a lot of times when people hear this stuff, they hear this kind of conversation, they kind of, or at least I would think that, you know, where they're kind of pushing me towards a business or something. And that may be what it ends up being for you, but it sounds like, what I hear from that is separate. Don't don't worry about a business right now when you're just figuring out a why and a purpose and a vision, figure out the happiness factor. Right. That's
1: like what like that's why we live. Right. Because you could have right. all the money. You could have every single material thing that you actually want, but you get it and then you're sitting there like it's actually not making me happy. So right. just like you said the end of it is happiness like that's. Doesn't matter how much money you have it really comes down to happiness 100 yeah yeah
0: we're not talking about and, and again we're not people can conflate that with with selfishness and it's all about me and it's all about my happy that's not what we're saying no, what we're saying no. is that when you when you finally decide to leave the current mindset into a state of purpose that purpose nine times out of ten translates into value to others somehow yeah. some way right yes and whether it manifests as a business or not is another thing, but it's, you have to, you you have to like, and again, I'm also done with this follow your passion BS. I'm not, I forget it. I mean, as someone said to me, heck man, my, my passion is playing golf, but I can't go out there and play golf every day and make any money from it and and, and survive. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. The chance of me being a pro golfer is not going to happen. So, um, but what I'm saying is, is like, you know, as 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 you just said, you you said something like um, making somebody feel good about themselves or you know, it doesn't have to be a business yet. Like it could be you enjoy, I don't know, uh, I'm not really great in the kitchen, but you enjoy making pizzas at home. Yeah and you come right. up with a cool recipe and you bring friends over and everybody loves it and they you bring happiness to them. And then, well, then you decide, yeah. well, naturally you will gravitate to, I wonder if I could make any money off of this and have my own business yeah. and create yeah. that purpose for myself and that business for myself and that future for myself versus relying on someone relying on that job to be there tomorrow. Right? Yes. So yeah. it, 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 it's going to manifest differently for everybody, but you have to find even those, the little things, Find the little things that are, that are going, that do make you happy right now when you do them.
1: Yeah. And then translate. Like the passion is like, you have to put the effort into it, right? So if you are passionate about it, you're going to spend the time on it. You're going to, you're going to do whatever it takes to become better at that thing that you love so much. And then from there, you could decide if that, that's going to be a hobby or that could translate into a business. You know, we just don't really know. But as long as you're, when you put the passion or the effort, I should say, the effort into whatever passion you have, you'll realize over time what it can or can't be. Totally up to you. But it'll reveal itself in a matter of time once you put that effort into it.
0: Yep. And then once you go on this path, all right, and and correct me if I am wrong about this at all, but once you go on that path, you figure those things out, and you set a path, and you have a vision, and you start executing on that vision, like – be ready. You can call it adversity, call it, call it whatever you want, but be ready for big changes that you might need to face. Right. And
1: that's exactly it. Like the bigger, the adversity, it's like the bigger your dream, the bigger, the adversity. So if you have this big dream and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Be just like you said, completely ready for adversity that you would never in a million years expect from all areas of your life that you're like, wow, I can't even believe I'm sitting here right now and all of these things are happening. So when that big change is going to happen, be very, very prepared for lots of lots of stuff coming onto your plate and your like, you're just fires. Right. And at the same time, yeah. At the same time, like your mindset is swiftly changing because you are getting into everybody else's problems. So how quickly are you down and how quickly can you get up? Because it's really quickly to, get that negative mindset into your system and it's so much harder to bring it back up. So it's like constantly talking to yourself. So if you can control the situation and make your mindset elevate to where you want it to be, that is like everything for you to keep moving forward onto your, your passion, your efforts, your, your goals, your dreams, whatever it is that you want out of your life, it's going to help you get there quicker. And it's tough, super, super tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, be ready for it. Like, you know, some of the things that came to mind to me is like, okay, you go, you're going down the business path, you got your vision, you're executing, and you have to make that decision at some point to take the risk and leave the job. You it's know what like I mean?
1: faith, right? Like, yeah, you got to take,
0: hmm? yeah, it, it's and,
1: so hard to have faith, you know, but that's what, that's what we're like in the Bible, right? That's, I mean, God is giving you an opportunity. Are you going to take it? And you're going to, jump on the faith or are you going to think through it too much and that opportunity just slides and you're done. So I'm in the same exact position. I don't know if you are, but I'm in that same exact position where I have to make some big decisions and they're scary, really, really scary. But I also know that, you know what, it could end up to this amazing thing that I don't even can't even imagine, but that's what it could be. And do you have the faith, like that expectation to trust in God that you can actually get there? But this is what God is telling you and speaking to you loudly within you. Um, that's where I am specifically in the point today, right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, then you then you got to deal with. Just imagine for a second you're in the circumstance you're, you're you're pushing ahead, you're moving forward, and because you've gotten into this vision and this mindset and this this purpose path, you you haven't. Hung out with your friends in a while, in a few months, and you start getting the phone calls, and then you have to have those uncomfortable conversations. And hopefully, if, by that point, you're okay having those conversations because you've you've pushed past that. And they're they're going to either need to understand or they won't understand, and they just got to be okay. And you got to keep pushing pushing forward, you know.
1: And you know what the, the the people that do that to you most is your family, right? right. You have yeah. Your family is going to be like one of your biggest obstacles because they yeah. just don't know you like that. And then going back to just friends, right? I really, I need to be better on social media. And I know that it's something that I have to work on. It's just, I like the one-on-one, but yeah. I got to work on the social media part. Um, but I had a friend, I posted like a new headshot, right? I haven't really posted on Facebook very much. I don't like to get into drama. I don't like the nitty gritty. Like, yeah, I just sometimes need to cut the noise out. So that's what I pretty much did most of the year is wasn't on social media a whole lot. And this friend called me and said, where have you been? I haven't seen A, B or C that you normally post. Where have you been? And I had to tell her, you know, this has been like a huge, huge growth year, a lot of learning. And I just needed to cut out the noise and be just in my own space and not have all the noise that's around you, TV, media, social media, like what you should be, how you should think all of that. Like I needed to cut out all the noise to be Mm -hmm. able to, think, and understand, like, where are you going? So, like, cutting out the noise, that's, like, a huge term I use in our house right now because I have teenage girls. So, if you could do anything for yourself with the way the world is, cut the noise.
0: <laughs> Newsflash, I don't live my life on social media.
1: Right, right. And <laughs> right? I understand the importance of it. And I understand, you know, personal branding. And I understand that. And you have to represent yourself well. But Man. in these moments, like this year, I just needed to be, I needed to, honor my own self and say, it's okay if you don't post A, B or C and it's okay that um, you're quiet right now. And when you're ready to go back, then, then go back. But I'm not living on anyone else's terms. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really buy that you have to do it. Honestly, that's why I created a, a business that, that says you don't have to do it anymore. This <laughs> says you don't have to market yeah. your business yeah. on social and and waste your money on clicks and impressions. Um, that do nothing and go nowhere. Um, right. But for me, like I'm, I'm rarely on social media. I mean, rarely every, my wife yeah. will come to me and say, Hey Brad, did you, did you see that? Did you see that thing? And I mean, she's not on it. She, a lot. I mean, but she's like, did you see this or this? And I just, I don't even answer. I just look at her and I'm like, she goes, Oh, yeah. right. No, you didn't see it because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you're never on there.
1: My husband I, does the same thing. He's like, did you see the, the latest? I'm like, I have not actually turned the news on and." In- four or five days or i'll turn it on for five minutes just to see like understand what's going on in the world and it's never really that good and it is what it is um so then it just gets shut up yeah so (laughs) so I'll,
0: i'll tell you i'll give you you and everybody else a glimpse into the near future um yeah just keep an eye out for for um some upcoming shows and and um just don't believe anything you see on a screen I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna be bringing that, um, that to people in the near future, but you can't. Okay. Honestly, you just can't. Yeah. You cannot believe anything you see on a screen anymore. Um, and and doing so is what's causing all of the division. It's what's causing all of the strife, the supposed strife. Or, I mean, like I'm, and this will lead into the next question. Um, but I, me personally, I am. I am convinced more than ever that that there are two separate worlds that you can choose to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, if you if you live your life on social media and that's that's what where you're getting the events of the world and that's where you where you're living life, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. then you are living in a very dark world. But if you do like you the one-on-one out in the real world, meeting real people and, and actually just living life outside of that screen. It's a totally yeah. different world. It ain't oh, the yeah. same, right? Yeah. There's totally all this like, division and all though. this, yeah, yeah, there's all this division, all this anger and everything else in on the screen. But, you know, here in South Florida where, where we live, I don't I mean, people ain't like I don't
1: that. that. Yeah.
0: Like don't—I have
1: don't those issues, like seriously, the, and what I do hear is the people that I do get to talk to one-on-one, there are so many people living in fear. There's so many people that are scared of whatever is happening, but you have to live your world and you have to you have to create and build your life on however you want it to look. At the end of the day, like that's kind of what it's about. You're gonna associate and you're gonna live your life. However, your picture is, go do that. And I know that's harder said than done, but you just actually just start. That's the simplest thing I could say is like just start and yeah. somehow it all comes together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you're either going to, you're either going to make life happen for you or you're going to let it happen to you. So true. You know, it's one of those things. So, all right. Now I'm curious. Um, <laughs> so now I'm, I'm curious about your, what, what's your, what's your take, um, on, the status of things in our in our country, what's uh, whether it be politically, spiritually. Um, I mean, do you think there's do you think there's an active effort to make us all lazy and, and very comfortable?
1: Yes. Do I think there's an active active effort in the country to make us more lazy and comfortable? Is that what you asked?
0: Yeah. And what's your and what and any you know open floor to just again, this is I'm not trying to be partisan here. It's just a matter of what do you see. I'm curious about your perspective as far as the status of America.
1: I mean, even just like right my girls are in high school now, and I hear and I see what what they learn and what they do, and the lack of do you know what I mean I don't even have to explain that exactly, but um, the, the, the lack of education the <laughs> lack of like everything yeah education <laughs> um, the way that you know when when I was growing up, it was like your teachers were very well respected, and you know the the teachers behaved a certain way as well, and I'm not saying that there's great teachers out there, but I see like some things that I really question because that didn't happen when I was growing up. Right. Right. So, and I'm dealing with like a certain situation right now specifically on that, but the world has changed and like the respect for each other has changed so much. And if we would get back to like the way the world was meant to be many years ago, it would just be a much, much better place. So lazy and comfortable. I feel like, yes, there's a lot of sheep walking around. There's not a lot of people that are actually thinking for themselves and coming to their own conclusions of, um, personal business, family, whatever it is. It's like they're walking around just agreeing and following and not making up their own minds on what their life should look like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If they would actually get, if they would actually spend a lot less time on the screen, I guarantee you that that would just, that even that's a start, that would change a whole lot, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: And it's just, It's funny. I told my wife, I've told my wife many, many times it is, man. it is so, it is such God knew what he was doing and we, we, we were, we weren't able to have any kids. So, and I think he knew because I would be in jail every other time, (laughs) all the time. It is a good thing. I don't have kids, man, because that, that, those, those teachers, those school board members, those principals, man, they would know my face extremely well and they would not like it. You yeah, teach
1: my I've kid what? Yeah. Even just like, listen. again, I'm not saying, I, I know there's great teachers out there, so I'm not sure. bashing any teachers at all. I'm just saying, I have seen some things with COVID and, you know, remote schooling and online and the things that I hear just being in a different room. I'm like, did that, did that really just happen? Did they really just say that? So it's interesting. Like I said, how the dynamics have shifted completely with respect to each other as humans, um, Respect to elderly, to young, just, it doesn't matter what age it is. The respect factor is so, so different now than, you know, many years ago. So, yeah. yeah.
0: If I would have, if I would have heard that, I would have, I would have, I would have, I would have gone into my, my, my kid's room and I'd have looked at that teacher and I said, what'd you just say? Yeah. And And, that's happened quite a bit over the past couple of years. Yeah, for
1: sure. And I mean, as a parent, right, you hear these things. And that gives you even more reason to have to parent with tough love. It cannot be an easy ride. Like, like Jake, right? My 22 year old son. I am so grateful that I did what I did, like the tough love and instilling really good principles that I didn't know if he was actually going to get it or not. And now that I'm seeing those things come to light and when I talk to him, we talk deep now and we're very close, which is a huge blessing. But Mm -hmm. when I asked him, like, what were you thinking when you were a teenager? Right. And he's like, mom, you know what? Um, I know you're tough. You're the hardest parent. And I would run away from everything that you said. And I hated everything that you said. Um, But now that I'm at the age, like all the stuff that you said comes back to me daily in a situation like I've never seen a kid that wants to help his friends as much as as he does now. Like Mm -hmm. he was in high school, the kid that was lazy, that didn't have a future, that was the partier, that did everything that you didn't want your kid to do, that was was him. And now it's turned around because now his friends are graduated, and he's kind of helping to build their lives where they're kind of confused. They're college graduates, and they're like, we don't even know what we're doing. Like, why do we even get education in this particular major? Because I don't even know what I'm doing with it. So they're working at places that are just, you don't need a degree for, right? You don't need a solid four-year degree. So, um, yeah, like you really have parenting is huge. And then just really watching what goes on in the world with your kids specifically. Huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. Be, be very proactive. Yeah. Um, be
1: present and proactive.
0: And, yeah. I can, I can say that as someone who doesn't have kids, who knows people with kids, um, <laughs> be, be, be more proactive. It, it's, it's better that than then they come home with something and share something with you that uh, you never thought you'd hear. Oh, <laughs> I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, Christina. So we are kind of, we are kind of towards the end of the show and now I'm going to ask you the final question that I always like to ask every one of my special guests. Um, so if you need a moment, please take it. I can, um, I just want to make sure that, that people just have a great takeaway here. Um, so if you, if you could leave the audience all right, with just one thing that they could start doing right now that would set them on the path to becoming undeniable, what would that one thing be?
1: I mean, honestly, it is 100% about where your mind is. I mean, that has like been so true in every factor. So mindset, and you can go either way with that, you choose, but it is 100% where it's going to direct you in life, 100%.
0: So get your mind right,
1: get your mind right. Yeah. And that (laughs) again, easier said than done, but that would be my number one. My number one give to the audience is just really getting a clear picture and um, understanding your why. So your mindset will lead to your why.
0: Yeah. And and the truth is, uh, and and I'm just going to piggyback on that for a second, because if you, if, if someone is actually in a place, where they're actually making that conscious decision to yeah. shift the mindset, then that's half the battle right there. You are already on your path. Just making that decision. You are yeah. already halfway there at least. Guaranteed. For sure. Right. It's
1: like the decision. It's the minute that you say in your head, you know what? I don't like this. I'm gonna change it. Yeah. The minute that you say that, guess what? You're working towards it. Um, so that has been like that has been number one in my head always and then a huge focus on it this year especially
0: yeah and there's awesome. so many
1: great people that you know you can listen to read books on like i've read great books this year listen to great podcasts that get you into like that purposeful thinking of of a good mindset and again it's it's just being like really good human and understanding where you're going in life
0: yep 100 percent. so christina i do want to ask really quickly so if people um people are listening to this Um, no doubt they like what they're hearing and they want to connect with you in some form or fashion, whether it's, whether it's about interior design services, whether it's about real estate, selling a home, buying home, whether it's about financial literacy, photography, all those things actually it's, it's ironic. Those, all those things I thought about it a while ago, like they're all literally linked. They all kind of linked.
1: It's all about life, right? Like when I look at that, it's all about life and it's a gigantic circle that all relates. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize I was doing that. So, yeah. But my website, if you were if you were going to contact me, um, I don't know if it's in the chat, but it's boss, B-O-S-S, lady, L-A-D-Y, bio.com. And then forward slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, LASOC, L-E-Y-S-O-C-K. Um, and that is like my website that kind of leads you to all the things that I do and then other links that, you know, I, I find that are meaningful to me and that might help someone else too.
0: Yeah. And that, uh, we'll link that in the show in the show description. So make it easy for people to get there to find you. So if you guys have any questions for her, want to reach out about any of that stuff, please feel free to do so. Um, as you've heard, she is a woman of integrity and purpose and I have no doubts whatsoever that she would treat you right. And with all the respect you can expect. So Christina, I, I want to thank you very much for being a guest. I want to thank you for the value that you've provided. And I want to thank you so much for making the time. I truly appreciate you being here. It's been awesome.
1: Thank you. I so appreciate you uh, asking me to come on your show and I know it's going to be hugely successful. And again, hoping to help millions of people out there, right? Just finding 100%. the becoming undeniable. If yeah. just
0: one, if just one person takes it, runs with it, then that's just, that's another part of, of making this world a better place did I use that cliche twice already? I should. I gotta stop.
1: No, I think it's good. I mean, we we truly. I mean, when it comes down to it, like w- people ask you, "What are your goals?" I'm like, world peace, happiness, like all oh, those cliche. But that is truly like at the end of the day, like happiness. That's all I want is happiness. Yep. Yeah, we all uh, want it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and if you find your purpose, you will get there.
1: You definitely will. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so again, much Christina. You're
0: Likewise. All right, guys, well, that's it for this episode. It is my hope that you enjoyed it and that it brought you some undeniable value. Quite frankly, if you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you, then you clearly weren't listening. Something's wrong, right? So what's your next step when the show ends? Pay it forward by sending the show to people you know, right? While listening, undoubtedly, Christina said something that resonated with you, that made you think of someone that needed to hear that point. Send them the show takes just a couple taps, not much time, and you'll be providing value to the other person, right? So after that, if you would, please leave us a generous review so that the show can grow and so that we can get this value into more listeners ears that need to hear it. Right. And as I say, as always, because it's so freaking true. Right. Remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. So make sure you always bless up mom and I'm out.